Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 98 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, your designated anytime piano teacher friend. (laughs) That's APTF for short. And I just want to welcome you to this space. I am so very glad you are listening with me today. I am going to be really honest with you here and tell you that I have been kicking around the content for this episode for the past several weeks, and I'm really nervous to put it out there (laughs) because what I'm about to confess here on the internet is not very flattering. And weirdly, I don't think it's even something I could admit in a face-to-face conversation with many people. But thanks to the magic of the internet and the compelling argument to be made that I might just help someone by making this confession, well, here I am telling you a most shocking revelation I have recently had. So I've titled this episode, The Secret Reason We Overschedule Ourselves, right? As we have discussed a number of times on this podcast, It is no secret that musicians and music teachers tend to find ourselves agreeing to a rather large number of commitments. You can call it a portfolio career, a multi-passionate career, however you label it, many of us have a strong tendency to find ourselves spinning a lot of plates. (laughs) And this is, of course, for lots of reasons. For one, We genuinely love our work. We love music. We love our students. We love helping those students find moments when the light bulb finally goes on. We also need the money. (laughs) Some of us have expensive hobbies. And even if not, we know that not all arts-related work is very well paid. So... Sometimes we find ourselves overcommitted because we're just trying to make ends meet. Of course, there are some of us who find ourselves with too many responsibilities because we have a hard time saying no. We all know that there are lots of people out there ready to flatter us and try to convince us that they need us to use our talents to help their cause. Which, actually, brings me to the big, ugly revelation of today's episode. Friends, I have come to realize that a significant part of the reason I am wired to commit to too many things is because it feeds my ego. Yeah, it's true. Apparently, I am a huge egomaniac. (laughs) Well, I sure hope not, but let me explain. It feels good to be needed. It feels good to have skills that other people see value in. It feels good to be in demand. It feels good to see people's reactions when you tell them that you teach a lot of students. I hate that one, by the way. It also feels good to know that you are making a positive impact on the lives of others, right? And seeing as how so many of us 
find ourselves questioning why we seem to be so addicted to being, quote, busy, my aha moment came recently when I realized that maybe I was driving myself crazy because I kind of liked the external affirmations I receive for all the work I do. Maybe I liked this ego boost so much that I seemed to be willing to sacrifice my peace of mind and my quality of life for it. Look, I've said it before. On the whole, music teachers have to be some of the least secure people I know. And I say that with a great affection for all of us. (laughs) There's certainly not all of us, but many of us suffer consequences from a deep lack of confidence or imposter syndrome or comparison envy, you know, to the point that it can seriously impact the work that we are putting into the world. Even those who appear to have maybe overly healthy egos are probably secretly hiding some deep insecurities. So, knowing this, does it really seem so coincidental that we are also a collective of people who tend to find themselves stretched paper thin between a lot of commitments? Why do we find ourselves running from the studio to rehearsal, to the practice room, to the concert hall, to the local middle school, to the university, to the church, to the benefit dinner, to the jazz club? (laughs) What if I told you, on some level, some of us find ourselves consistently in over our heads because we like the ego stroke that we get from being the hero and racking up the numbers of people and organizations who have become endeared to us because of the work we do for them. Whew, it's a lot to take in, right? (laughs) I warned you, this is not flattering. But here's the real reason I'm making such a brutal confession on the airwaves today. I want you to channel my brave confession here And ask yourself if there is anything that you are doing in your life just because you like the way it makes other people perceive you. And here's a really, really important thing, by the way. We are allowed to do things that pump up our egos. (laughs) It's not wrong to do that. Goodness knows, if something makes you feel good about yourself especially in our case where it also likely has a positive impact on the community around us, then do it. I just think it's important to make sure that you are honest with yourself for your motivations. If you are someone who constantly wonders why you are rushing around from commitment to commitment, I think this is a fair question to ask yourself. For me... I let go of a pretty sizable commitment two weeks ago because I realized, in the end, I do love the work, but more than anything, I was probably keeping it up because of the perceived status it gave me. In light of the many things that I want to be accomplishing in my life, (laughs) it is no longer feasible for me to spend my time doing things just so I can keep a title that I like. Now, it was tough. 
I don't like disappointing people and bailing on obligations. So I really dreaded making the decision. But oh, friends, (laughs) the freedom that I feel now knowing that those responsibilities are soon to be wrapping up and I will gain some time to make some of these creative projects happen. (laughs) Oh yeah, I feel more excited about life than I have in a long, long time. And that's why I'm talking about this ugly ego thing today. Not because it's wrong to do things that make us feel important or appreciated. I mean, I actually think that's quite important. But you have to make sure that that ego component doesn't get in the way of your actual goals. If you want to be making the biggest possible impact on the world around you, your ego needs to have a back seat. If your primary goal is to equip students with an array of skills and mindsets that are going to hold a lifelong influence on their lives, that's my goal, by the way, (laughs) Well, my ego can't be in the driver's seat at that point. Let's even just say that your goal is something far less altruistic. Let's just say you want to make as much money as possible. (laughs) That is another reason why we commit to too many tasks, right? Well, chances are, if you are out just to make as many dollars as you can, your ego can't quite be the leader of your decisions there either. You know, there's this episode of Friends where Phoebe is on a quest to find a truly selfless good deed. Much to her frustration, she finally realizes that even the most sacrificial acts still leave the doer with an incredibly good feeling. (laughs) And such is life in our career, right? Our good deeds often make us feel really good in return. So I'm not trying to chastise anyone, including myself, for recognizing that my ego gets fed through some of my work. Instead, I just think it's good to acknowledge the fact and make sure that it is never the driving force of what I am doing. That's really important to me. And I've got to tell you, friends, the more I have thought about this idea The more I have talked with other teachers about similar topics, the more I've thought about the schedules that so many music teachers that I know are keeping, I've got to tell you, I think that there are a lot of us out there who are carrying way more commitments than we need, pretty much because we really like the titles that we have and the number of students that we're teaching, and we like the so-called bragging rights that come with that territory. And that's all well and great. I mean, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with that, except for the fact that if you wake up one day and you realize that you are tired of running around this hamster wheel and tired of living your life in a constant state of frantic energy, then it's time to be honest with ourselves. So, my friends, what do you think? Can you still be friends with me today, despite this big confession I've given you? (laughs) Furthermore, is anything bubbling up to the surface for you here? Is there any component of your work that you are keeping around just for the sake of your ego? 
If you are struggling to keep all of those plates spinning, (laughs) I really hope you'll consider this question. Maybe it's a particular studio family you're secretly wanting to give up, but you keep them around because you like their connection with the family name. Maybe it's a title that you feel buys you some kind of status, but upon further reflection, any respect you feel coming from that title is more of an illusion. Maybe it's a gig you've been holding down, like, for exposure. (laughs) We all know those, but, you know, nothing's really coming from it. Again, it's not wrong to feel good about what you do. But if you are looking for something that you can let go of in your life, I would highly suggest doing a little audit over what each responsibility in your life is bringing to you. If anything comes up empty, it might be time for a change. Okay, big stuff today, I know. (laughs) Let me try to redeem my newfound egomaniac status today with a toast to you. (laughs) Music teacher friends from all over the world, ours is a complex art. The ups and downs of the musician life, combined with the exhaustive aspects of teacher life. Well, it all brings about a lot of feelings. (laughs) I don't believe any of us in this Beyond Measure community have an ego problem, myself included. You very likely gravitate towards this space because you do want to show up as the best possible teacher for your trusting students. I'm right there with you. And for that reason, it's very important that we keep a close eye on our motivations and the ways that our goals are going to keep shifting throughout our lifetime. We do our best work for others when we are pursuing our most authentic life. So I say cheers to that, my teacher friends. Cheers to living with a purpose and to staying in touch with anything that threatens to throw us off course. This is me raising my glass to you, friends. (laughs) Here, here. And that is episode 98. Only one more episode in double digits, my friends. Speaking of, don't forget that I am collecting voicemails from this community for my 100th episode. We're almost there. It's been so much fun to hear from those of you who have already left me messages, and I would love to hear from more of you. Please jump into the show notes and click the link that says leave a voicemail. And I would love to hear something that you like about this show or a big picture takeaway that you've gained or I don't care, whatever the case may be. I would just love to listen to you for once. Other than leaving a voicemail, make sure we're friends in all the podcasty ways. Facebook, Instagram, email, you know the drill. I will see you next week for episode 99. Until then, onward and upward, my friends.